Hello there. You lucky, lucky people are getting two podcasts in one week. And if you go to the live podcast on Friday, which I'm not going to try and sell you like I'd normally do, you're getting three podcasts this week, which is absolutely bonkers behavior. Um, what's new? I've got about two minutes to talk to you because this is live on twitch.tv slash Reynolds. But if you're at home listening to it on your like Sonos or maybe your headphones, you're thinking, can you stop talking about that? Because I'm not involved. You should probably go there. If you're watching this, you might be on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the downbeat. You might be watching the video from this. Oh, lovely and crispy HD video. You might be watching it early on the Patreon because you signed up and it was only one pound. Or you could simply be at home wearing a lovely t-shirt from www.thedownbe.at. So it spells downbeat. You could just be wearing that and you're not even listening to this. But on all sort of quantum mechanics um, in the world, we're all along the same path. And you're still here in spirit wearing that lovely t-shirt that you got from that website that I mentioned earlier. (sighs) That's enough. That's the plugs. I've got a live podcast on Friday. It's already sold out, so you can't fucking come. My guest this week is Mr. Stan Bicknell. If you're not a drummer, stick around still, because he's he's one of those people that are, you know, the annoying people that wake up well early and do, oh, I did a 7K followed by uh, at 550 squats, uh, ice bath sauna upside down, uh, unicycled, for three to four hours and then I went to work and then you know one of those annoying people he's one of those he's got an insane work ethic the elephant in the room he has the most insane right foot technique you will ever ever see to the point that it's 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 got him in trouble before maybe maybe look at him smiling maybe we'll get into how it got him into trouble um we've already done a two-hour podcast right and then it became three hours. We did the two hours and we stopped. Then we did a chat afterwards. And then we were like, do you know what? Um, we should have probably done this with other people. Um, and we should probably do this again because it was good. But we learned a lot. And let's reconvene. We'll get into why. Let's reconvene. But it was great. We basically just had a three hour chat. And then we went, we should probably do this again. It was great, but you can't hear it. Uh, my guest this week on the Downbeat Podcast is Mr. Stan Bicknell. Absolutely seamless. I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> don't hurt yourself absolute professional hi stan yo craig how are you buddy i'm all right may i just say this your room looks delightful oh thanks man i'm pretty happy with it eh? and it, it <laughs> it's almost a mirror image of my room as in like in terms of you've got a big led if you're only listening to this on the audio podcast, I'm sorry, but you, you're going to have to get a television or something. Um, you've got a nice LED and then you've got a smaller LED. It's almost like we're in the same room. I know, I look at it. It's beautiful. Symmetry. You've got a, a delightful sounding microphone. If, oh, if only every guest 
If only every guest would be like you, Stan. Yeah, but remember, you and I talked about doing this for about two or three years, and the reason why you wouldn't is because I didn't have a good mic. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? And you were like... Look at the transformation, man. You were so adamant that you you were like, oh, it's, it's all about the message, though, isn't it? It's not, about the, <laughs> it's not about the quality. And I was like, let me tell you about me, Stan. I am 100% quality over... Uh, quantity over quality. Um, more lights, more lenses, make it look nice. And they won't realise that what I'm saying is absolute bollocks. I remember meeting you like three years ago at a festival in Australia and you were like, oh man, I've got to get you on the podcast. And then we just basically talked about it for two and a half years until I bought a microphone. And you know what? We also had such a good chat at that festival, which you saying it was three years, um, I mean, it was two, but that just reminds well, me other, other than... Oh, it was just before COVID, eh? Yeah, other, true. Other than um, the, the shows I just did in America, that was the first... That was the last shows before COVID. Yeah, true. Yeah, because that was in January. Yeah, so... And then the world turned on its head. You want to know something mental? You want to know something absolutely crazy? It was two no. years ago today. No, it fucking wasn't. It fucking was. No, uh, it wasn't. It came up in my memories. Holy shit. Uh, I did met you... you, you this? I No, I met you two years ago today. Um, let me just double check. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. I want to see when it was. I'm just checking. Let's go. This is this is dead air. Uh, it was exactly two years ago today. Bro, that is fucked up. It's meant to be, man. I'm actually blown away by that. That's fucking crazy. We were sat... I think... Who said hello to who first? We were messaging each other. Um, I think DMs. I might have seen you on my socials or you might have seen me and we realised we are at the same festival and then we just started trying to figure out where the fuck we were and then we met in the, um, in the band area and sat down and had a great chat. We sat on the picnic bench. We did. And uh, there was a little coffee place, which I thought was quite nice. You probably turned your nose up at it. I wasn't into it. Nah, <laughs> of course you weren't. He's a coffee nerd. Um, who were you playing with then? Um, I was playing with a pop rock outfit called Tonight Alive. Who are absolutely mental in your part of the world, which is where? Well, in the North, uh, Southern Hemisphere, but in Australia at the time, but I'm now in New Zealand. I'm now back in New Zealand. You're back in New Zealand. I met you in yeah. Australia. Were you still in Australia then? Yes. Yep. So I was there up until December last year. So I was there for another year. And then back to, because I can tell, I mean, I obviously know this, but if anyone doesn't know, Stan is originally from New Zealand. And Correct. the way you can tell that, the way, is a little, a little hack. A little right? giveaway. A little life hack that you can use in your day-to-day -day life. Americans always say that I'm Australian, though, but I think that's because I walk in with like one of those hats with corks on it, and I'm like, hey, mate. But yeah. what with, I've got to get it right, with people from new zealand it's key do you call people from new zealand kiwi is yeah. that like and that's a fine term i'm not saying something insane yeah yeah, yeah. it's not derogatory you fucking <laughs> you fuck you kiwi um right, so it, it could be anyway um so your va your vowels are m mixed up so okay. the i right, so say something say you would say <laughs> Say G-I-G, -G, like you're going to play a show. 
A gig. Yeah, that's you. Your I and your you are switched because you you pretty much said gug, g u g, right? So now let's say a word that has. <laughs> oh a, man, is now, this the way that we're going? Let's okay. say, let's say a word that has a u in it. This is taking me back to my childhood, mocking my accent. I'm not mocking it. Listen to mine. <laughs> I sound like a weird geezer farmer. I sound like someone <laughs> like. Half like a gangster movie from London, but then also half like got to tend to my crops. Um, say mud, mud. That was a you though, so I'm wrong. But anyway, that's how you you can tell. The, my favourite word yeah. for a kiwi to say is gig. gig, and and fish and chips, fish and chips, man, fush and chops. fush and chops. Love it. And I, I live in Scotland, and my parents are Scottish. But they, I was brought up in England, and they live in England, but I live in Scotland. So I'm a huge... So born in Scotland? No. born. Bo- I was born in England. They're from oh, Scotland, okay. and then okay. they live in England, and now I live in Scotland. We're just trying to oh, get well. away from each other, I think. No, we're not really. <laughs> um, feeling. But there's a similar, like, disconnect there with the accents. Anyway, people aren't here to listen to accents. If you've just joined in on the Twitch, because I can see that it went from... Uh, 140 people to 5,492 people. If you've just joined in, um, this is Stan Bicknell. He is a professional drummer, incredibly talented professional drummer. Um, Blurs that line from guy from the internet at drums, but also plays gigs. Kind of of like... It's a weird line, that one. It is. I've actually... I, I went the other way. Most people are like... They get reasonably big on social media, and then they then they get gigs out of that. Which I've seen a lot yep. of people getting fired for editing recently, which is <laughs> sick. I've been loving that dialogue. Um, but I did the opposite. So I was I was just gigging from like about thirteen, and then COVID happened, and I was like, really must become an influencer, or else I'm not going to have any money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, you, so you're saying it was actually strategic for you? Uh. Or considered. I mean, not the the. I I use the word influencer there, like, um, semi ironically. But yeah. I remember thinking when COVID happened, and it was like, oh, this tour that's in October's been cancelled, and we're currently in February. I was like, okay, this is actually serious. I've already got a reasonable like like presence on the internet. Time to really milk that. Time to really pump that cash cow. Um, and then it, and it happened. I mean, I did also have to pay out a huge divorce in the in the uh, yes, six thousand four hundred eighty five people. Uh, yeah, well, you were speaking about that when we first met. If you remember, you were going through that when I met you. Oh yeah, that was that was fresh, fresh as a daisy. Very fresh, bro. But I had to be like, okay, well, I'm, I've got no gigs, so I need to pay for this somehow. So I just hustled the internet. But you came, okay. you came from internet hustle. Yeah, well, I um, whatever happened, however you want to perceive my socials, it was not intentional at all. And if anything, I've sort of pushed back a little bit against it since it sort of went to where it did. Because um, like you, just started gigging, playing in bands, touring and all of that sort of stuff. But when the socials took off, um, I was not actually intending it to go that way. It wasn't even considered. It was just a, um, by chance. When, when did they pop off? Set the scene for me because... You came out of no. <laughs> you came out of fuck like absolutely nowhere for me. 
and then you were well, for a lot of people see that's the thing like i had already been gigging and touring i'd been with a major label act i'd done a lot of big things back in this part of the world but um you got chip on your shoulder about it i really i got to you a little bit there <laughs> well, <laughs> i saw your eyes change listen yeah no, i listen you're known for being lap. you're known for being the foot guy i'm sorry We're, hey that's fine i'm down with it that's all good some people are, aren't known for being any you. guy it, it was a conversation with you that kind of like recalibrated my whole um, frame of mind with the foot thing. Mate, someone came up to me in the street the other day. Like, don't be afraid. Like, at least your one is like based in extreme talent. Someone came up to me in the street the other day in Glasgow City Centre and went, You're that drummer that dresses up like a woman sometimes. <laughs> and I went, Yeah, that'll be me. Uh, and he went, can't remember your name. And I went, oh, and I went, okay. Like as if I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be like, I don't know. It was like, I can't remember your name. It's like, it's not my job for you to remember my name. And then it was, like, it was brilliant. fine. Like we had a, we had a, took a photo or whatever. I don't know what the hell he's going to put with the photo on. But like, that's, that's my foot guy, I guess. I was going to say, I get coined as the coffee guy with the foot and you're now the drummer that dresses up as a woman. <sighs> Well, I'll take either of those, to be honest. I think I prefer yours, honestly. Less talent involved, because I don't do absolutely any of it. Right, anyway, set set the scene. Set me this scene. Um. Well, it's going to be like loose dates, but maybe like four or five years ago. Um, I've been in this situation a couple of times because I've got young kids. They're a bit older now, but at the time they were young, where... I couldn't really talk too heavily because um, I just didn't like leaving my kids. And so... Whenever that happened, um, I'd pull out of bands that I was playing with at the time. And one of those periods, Instagram was just sort of popping off, I suppose, especially in the drumming world. I would say that I was a part of that initial wave of sort of growing an audience and whatnot. But I purely treated it as a place. It just took all the energy that I was putting into shows and bands. I just started sharing clips of things I was working on on Instagram purely as an outlet. I didn't really anticipate or even think about what I could do with it, the growth or anything like that, but it, um, it got pretty nutty pretty quick. And like, so how nutty have you got? Have you got a like? What was your what was your figures? Your Instagram yeah. figures, and then what did they become? Yeah. And how quickly was that? Well, I had maybe as a touring drummer, I was already using Instagram, and I probably had maybe I don't know up to a thousand or fifteen hundred followers of just local drummers. And then in the space of about eight months, it went to about 120,000. See, this is what I remember. You can have your yeah. little chip on your shoulder about it, but Bro, pe- people, no would pay, <laughs> people would pay extreme money to do that. Um, and because and, I know that it like, affected you because you know, everyone just called you the foot guy because if you don't know, Dan's, uh, Stan's right foot is absolutely unbelievable. Um, posted a couple of videos, and they were the best thing about it was they were camera audio. You had that nice, you were were working in coffee roasters. That nice, yeah, my, the, my coffee roastery, yeah, your coffee roastery, which was called Rumble Coffee Roasters. Rumble Coffee. Um, and you were like the natural reverb in there was crazy. Yeah, man, it sounded fantastic, and it was just like you had insane chops but then there was a couple of videos just of the foot and you were doing you know insane double kick patterns with one foot and they're the ones that really really took off yeah so i 
I knew that I was working on something pretty unique um, when I was doing it. But when it came to Instagram, the feedback was so immediate because I was already with companies like at the time I was endorsed by Sonor, um, Remo, uh, Zildjian, and uh, I can't remember the stick company at the time, to be honest. But point is, is that they started sharing my content and that's where the influx came from because they put my content out to their audiences which were much larger than mine and all of a sudden i just got inundated and that's when i was kind of like oh fuck okay i i played the game for ages man because i realized the foot videos they obviously gain you know a bit of a bit of a viewing and so then i just started to lean into it and it was good because it's like an accountability system too so it sort of forced me to push my playing more and sort of but then it got to the point where it was just too much like and what i mean by that without boring you is just it just got too noisy man it started the 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 online world and the creation of content and then seeing my content everywhere just got in the way of me just working on my drumming and so that's when i started to sort of get over it a bit i did that in a lesser sense the last six months i put absolutely every single bit of my drumming on twitch and now i'm giving myself six months of doing the opposite because you get i don't know if you felt the same but you it it becomes more performative than like actually fi- Very much. fixing the things that you need to fix. So I actually found I played those shows in December and I was real bad. And it was like, I've been playing these songs over and over again for the last six months. Why, why wasn't I that good? And it's because yeah. there's little problems that, you know, like if you're playing, I'm um, rushing that crash or whatever. If you've got, you know, up to 20,000 people watching you play through a song, the easiest thing to do when they're not there is to just slow it down and make sure you're not rushing that crash. And you do that like five times and it never happens again. But all of those were just getting swept under the rug in the name of performance. Yeah. So I think gotcha. I actually got worse at the drums. So I'm doing the opposite now. No one can see my practice. No, that's quite interesting. Cause I would say that probably at a point there, I was so bound by, my content and the way that people were um taking it in that i almost felt like i was going backwards as well because you know like with instagrams especially these days there's a brand to them almost people got very used to seeing that red brick wall behind me and and then i realized i was shackled by the way that it looked the way that i was doing my content and for something that started off quite natural it became i was quite bound by it yeah and so then i just started burning the bridge bro like i deleted all my content i fucking yeah, I just started I pushing that. back against the system, which is, I look back on it and it's such a um, throwing throwing your toys moment, you know, but, and the second I started doing that, the growth started to stop as well because, you know, Instagram doesn't forget, so. Yeah, because I remember you did only six posts or 12 posts or something on your feed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you deleted yeah, all your old that- shit. You're a psycho. <laughs> well, first I actually left Instagram for about a month. I just completely deleted all my content and just left the page up but just bailed it was really just to get my head together because another thing to add to it is that i hadn't turned notifications off and so i was just getting inundated you know um and so then i took a break came back and i had this theory that no one really goes much deeper than 12 posts anyway and so i just every time i uploaded a 13th post i'll delete the oldest and i was pretty sick of seeing these fucking drum pages repost pages use my content to to build their brand and they're not tagging and all that and that's a little bit of a throwing your toys moment too but i think ultimately bro it comes down to like um 
there's a value in what we do you know like there we have a like this is why i don't put up clips and break down licks and stuff and put up notation and shit because it's just we're just giving it away otherwise and drumming has value and i don't want to um, devalue ip you know see i've got i'm i'm with you on half of that and yeah, I'm, go for it. I'm against Let's you hear. on the other half so i'm with you on the repost page things repost yeah. pages are and to be honest even though i do them myself reaction videos both of them <laughs> right i'm a little shrimp like someone else like react mate let, let's go repost pages first and then i'll explain how why i think it's the same with reaction pages yeah repost pages like what they do they find it's really easy to find someone's really good drum video. You just search for drums and you look at the top one. It's the biggest video and that's the way yeah. the algorithm works. So then they rip that. They go, they put it on their post, exactly the same video that because it's so good naturally gets the same engagement or very close to what it originally had because originally, unless the product is good, you, the, the algorithm doesn't give a shit anyway. You can't game it with awful content. But then what they do like you're saying, they don't tag or anything. They, they amass like 100K followers. Then they either sell the account, which is the thing, or they start selling T-shirts or they start doing bought at like people, smaller drummers can buy on the page and stuff like that. And it's just like, you didn't do anything for that. So I'm with you on those. They should be banned. Yep. I, I block them immediately. The, the minute I get tagged in one. Yeah, same. I, I block uh, it. Let, let's hear you next, but what don't you agree with? Um... They're giving stuff away. Like, it's not that. I do agree with a bit of that, but not um, devaluing. Um, I mean, I've been playing for 25 years and I've been putting a lot of fucking work into my kick technique. I'm not just going to go, like, yeah, but, I, I'm not just going to teach it through Instagram. I'd rather actually. Oh, yeah. Build, Hard you know agree I mean? there. But you said, like, notation. Well, I suppose with notation. I mean, that's just low-hanging fruit. I just don't really care for that. That's probably a better way to put yeah, it. I just can't be asked to do it. I sit in front of a computer and go, bup, 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 figure out what you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I suppose at the end of the day, I don't really see, I don't want to learn or teach licks verbatim. I want to learn and teach them more conceptually. So that, that whole notation thing, like here's a 16-note um, fucking chop. I'm like, that's the worst thing that a young player could do because you start to get bound by those notes and it's really hard to break away from them. It's, it's so interesting how, like, drumming, because of YouTube and because of Instagram, because of these free chops and everything, which I, I, I'm indifferent towards. I've definitely stolen some chops off of Mike Johnston video, your new favourite six-stroke chop. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is my new favourite chop. Um, <laughs> Classic. Like, e- ev- I don't watch those. Evolution-wise, hang on, why don't you watch them? I don't watch um, I don't watch lessons or anything that are about a specific thing because I'd rather just sort of take things in more conceptually. I don't want to be too influenced by a single sound. That's what I'm saying. What like it's weird how drumming now almost every drummer kind of sounds the same because we've mm. all and that that includes most of us in it. The only oh, yeah, the, the only person sure that I can think is a true artistic genius at the drum kit is uh, Eric. Eric and Proto does. Eric and Proto, oh, right. he does stuff that 
just like I've never seen anyone do. The rest of us are kind of doing it. We're pushing the envelope on ideas that have already happened. That motherfucker's yeah. got like a, a wah pedal and his snare. Yeah, he's a pure artist for sure. into it. Love it. But again, you don't see him. Although he works, for, you ever see he does drumio stuff? Yeah. And it's like. Coach. Yeah. And he was, I spoke to him about it before he was going to do it. And he was like, much like what you were saying, he was like, I didn't, I didn't want to do this is a 16th note thing or whatever. So he does like conceptual, how can you make what you're doing different, like real coaching, which I think is cool. Yeah, man. Because I, I mean, I teach, right? So I teach privately at home, more advanced students, and I teach at a local music school, more sort of beginner to intermediate. And with both sides, like, I mean, without getting too caught up in it all, like I take it pretty fucking seriously. And I just think that, um, the, with my advanced students, conceptual is always better for them because otherwise they will get choked by licks. They will get choked by a single idea. They are like they look really good on the surface. They sound really amazing on the surface, but you get so restricted in what it is. It has to be taught more conceptually, you know. Yeah. I, I when I was teaching, like I was taught by not a bad, but like a uninspiring drummer for the and you, you know what quite a lot of it probably was all i wanted to do was like smoke and talk to girls so like <laughs> i i i wanted to do drumming because it was cool but i didn't, couldn't really be bothered to put the work in until a bit later on but i remember when i decided when i went to music school and i like decided to be better at the drums because i was the worst in my class um i just remember i'd always just been taught sorry the to go roundabout to your conceptual versus chop thing. I'd always just mm. been taught this is a paradiddle. I was never taught this is a paradiddle and here is a billion different ways that it can be the coolest thing you've ever heard. So yeah, right. I, I'm pretty sure it was like lesson two when I went to music school and they were like the paradiddle and they were like, oh, the paradiddle is a groove. And I was like, the paradiddle is a what? The, <laughs> the paradiddle as a groove. Wait, that's what all my favourite drummers are doing. And then from that, I took... When I went to go teach, the, the uh, here's the concept, the paradiddle, here's the chop that you can make from it, and like show them that on lesson one. Because otherwise, if you just go right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, that's a paradiddle. Learn it. It's like no, it's yeah, it's bad business for me to learn that. Teach because yeah. I don't know what it can do. Yeah. So I'm yeah, with, I think I'm also with like. Concept. Yeah, I mean, going back to the whole um, burning the bridge thing with the Instagram as well, the, I suppose I should add the caveat that I had a business then, so I had an income. I wasn't really, if, let's just say that I was just gigging at the time because the reason why I stopped gigging was so I could be um, more focused on my kids, set up my business and all of that. If that wasn't happening and I was just a gigging drummer and then the Instagram took off, I probably would have lent into it even more and I probably would have like really focused on creating content giving away you know more ip and stuff but because i wasn't sort of financially driven um i kept it more in the creative space you know which is so probably I'm, the best I'm way saying it like it. i'm not but i'm not better than those people i'm not trying to say that it's just that my situation meant that i didn't have to kind of move down that path you know i mean everyone's you probably it's probably for the best because everyone's doing it now I, say, I, mm. I know a bunch of people and they, they are trying their hardest. They've got content out there that's as good as everyone else. But they are not getting views. They're not getting money from it. And it's like, how no. many? Like, well, gonna, if you're trying to do that now, you're you, way late, man. You're going to have to do The game is over. 
yeah, hard out. Yeah, so it's quite funny. So when I transitioned my content more into just being general, um, moving it away from the brand that it was, my growth sort of stopped at that point, but I didn't really lose any, which I found quite interesting. Like people, I was really concerned about the shift. I was thinking, fuck, am I going to lose these people and stuff? At the end of the day, it's just numbers, but I remember thinking about that. And then the first time I put up a coffee post or like a workout or something like that, I was like, oh, fuck, how's it going to be taken? Now, it got no likes and it got no comments, but people didn't leave. Isn't it and so crazy, though? Like, yeah. it's so weird that you can you can have 100,000 people and they're all following you for one mm. thing. And the minute you try and put something else in, they go, I nah. don't want that. And that's like yeah, the commoditization of Insta- that Instagram makes to not only like drums, but like people. But so yeah, I- Yeah, that can do your head in, man. That's when the mental health shit starts because you're like, fuck, is this all they want? You know, is this all the world I mean, wants is. from what I do? It is, yeah, it is. But with how you wrestle with that really just depends on the individual, you know? You just got to squeeze the money out. You just got to squeeze, <laughs> squeeze like Which I reckon I would have if I was in a different situation, but I didn't need how to. How do you do it on Instagram, though? I don't think you can squeeze enough enough juice out of Instagram. You can use it as like a, a precursor to getting people to come to other monetized things. but That's all it is, bro. You Yeah, you can't like, unless you've got something else... Like you, well, I mean, I've been offered dollars. money to advertise products, right? So maybe five hundred bucks for a product, and I mean, I mean, I can't even count them any times, um, how many times someone's emailed me or DM'd me, and they're legitimate too. There's a thousand of them that aren't legitimate, so there is ways to actually like sell, you know, or whore yourself out, I suppose. But I don't actually, for for one, I would never do that. But um, but yeah, I suppose like with the guys that are doing, uh, the only way to monetize is I, I've always treated Instagram as a business card. That's all it is, bro. It's really just a stepping stone to where else you would want to commoditize or where else you would want to draw them into to pull income from. It's just a stepping stone. That's it. And so the numbers really work in your favor, obviously, but you're not really, I mean, you'll get gear, bro. You'll know this. Like, fuck. Mm. Um, bro, like I've been looked after really well, purely based on my Instagram numbers. And I was already endorsed prior, but that that level up that that um you know it just gave me a little bit more value to the companies because they're just sitting there only seeing the numbers you know do you ever like have you started to think with with the because you know like obviously the free gear thing so mm. we get free gear because we've got yeah uh big numbers or whatever because we do whatever stuff have you got to the point with anyone that in your head you're like I should really be getting some money here for this. Are you getting to that nah, point? I haven't. And I've actually spoken to, of all people, I spoke to Thomas Pridgen about this. He and I have kept in touch like for, for a long time now. And we actually, we sort of, he's got a real strong opinion on this. I don't know if you've ever picked up on the dialogue, but he believes that. <laughs> he's got um, strong opinions on everything. On everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's quite funny. Like I've said to him that I don't, I don't think just because I've got 150,000 Instagram followers, I should be getting paid by Yamaha. But I still see value in those numbers, so they they should look after me for sure. I yeah. see the value, but I don't think I should be getting paid. I mean, getting paid—that's my job. Like, that's—I'm not going to fucking rest on a company because what happens if the industry falls apart? And I've built my life on this income from Yamaha, but now they're not fucking selling drum kits because the world's just shut down. Like, it's just dumb. Yeah, but know? but 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 but, and I agree a little bit, right? But. <laughs> What if 
Let's not take Yamaha. Let's not take any. Let's make up a new endorser, right? Because I don't want to throw anyone under yeah. the bus. This is, this, this is where my this is where my brain is starting to go, and it's not. If anyone from all of my plethora of companies is watching, I don't need money. Please continue to give me free things. But listen, because like the pandemic happened, and mm. nobody's touring. Nobody's reading magazines. And these companies have huge, 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 huge amounts of money put away for drum magazine full-page ads. You know how much one of those is? Loads. Um, Touring, I don't know why, but touring drummers getting the latest kit or whatever to show it off, that's a form of advertising and they take it off. Pandemic happens. Who's advertising their stuff? Everyone on the internet is doing it technically for free. So they, it would just be great if there was... The, the problem is where you can't buy from specific drum companies. If there weren't distributors involved, if, there were, if let's say you could go to globdrums.com and you, that's where you bought them from, no matter where your region is, then affiliate codes and stuff like that could work really well because then you could actually see you know like what influencers do on like a manscaped or all that stuff which i refuse to do for anything that i don't actually use yeah but like at some point there's a lot of money that is no longer going into magazines and it's just going into cost price drum kits everyone's still playing the drums everyone's still at home playing guitar playing the drums the companies are still getting loads and loads and loads of money they're not getting any less because almost everyone that's touring maybe they get a little bit less because your local bands aren't getting the money give us some of that money what's thomas pridgen saying about my only pushback against that is that are we talking about like advertising the drums or just using them i mean there's a difference what if you post a video with your what pedals do you use? Oh, I here's one. Plug them. The shoe company. <laughs> Who's the shoes yeah. you wear? Plug all them. Birds. Right, all birds. Yeah. I bet you've sold hundreds of pairs of those. Yeah, and I haven't had to worry about shoes for five years now. Yeah, how many? I, how many pairs of shoes they're giving you? Do you want to? Oh fuck! I don't know. If I could say. <laughs> Are they giving Bro. you? And, let me just say, oh no, 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 a fuckload. Let me just put it that way. And these aren't cheap, man. Like these are two hundred and twenty dollar shoes. And not only that, you, but I get they're giving you twelve. Right, they're, 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 eh? they're giving you twelve pairs a year. Uh more than that. Nice. Let me just say that if you were a size twelve in my circle, you're doing all right. Oh, you're a size twelve. No wonder your feet's good. You got two of them on one. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Bro, a double, now double Lewis pedal. apparently has like 15s. You're playing a double pedal with a single pedal, with one one foot. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess we di- we differ slightly in opinion there. I'm, I'm just no, I do agree with you. But if I was to, like, there's a difference between doing an ad on my Instagram page for Yamaha, like, or just me just showing a video. But that will do less for the company. That will if we took if we take the general way that everything is considered to work which is wrong in my opinion, the system, if you will, you doing a sponsored post for Yamaha will sell far less Yamaha drum kits than you playing them for a year and them sounding real sick. 
on Instagram. That's sure. my point. Na- then- na- native advertising, where it's just more just general. I wasn't, I'll be completely candid here. I wasn't getting, um, I was playing a drum kit you couldn't buy. And I had a few Twitch streams, um, which had like 330,000 people. And however many comments out of those that were like, oh, um, you, what drum kit? Oh, you can't get that drum kit. What drum kit is that? What finishes that? And like the questions, I was just like, you can't, you can't buy this drum kit. And then afterwards, I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing such good advertising here. I want a new drum kit. And then I spoke to Tamara, and they were like, what you're doing? What you can have whatever you want. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, yeah. But I do worry, and I'm happy with that. Like a drum kit, like you don't need, like you don't need. I don't need more than one drum kit every five years. Like, and that's even that is like just in terms of being able to promote something that they're still selling. But yeah. like, I do worry that there's, and I know some, there's some drummers out there that I know that we both know, and they're doing far too much for their companies and not actually getting paid while then, while they don't have a gig, they still live at home with their mum, And it's like, for sure. I'm, I'm basically, I'm just trying to unite the workers here. I think the thing is, is that like in the early days of my social media, I was growing. So I wasn't sitting there seeing it. Like I was posting heaps and really promoting my companies because I was trying to gain my following and gain their respect. When I got to the point where I was getting free gear, I was like, okay, great. The followership's there, but I can pull back now. I don't need to be, you know, advertising the fuck out of them because everyone knows what I use anyway. And if anything, I, I do things like, like it's really at your discretion. I don't tag my companies all the time. Um, because there's a little bit of push and pull there. Yeah, and it's like people can see what the company is. I just, the way I do it is like, I, if someone asks and it's something I got for free, you, and I love, you bet your ass I'm going to talk about it and tell the person about it and I'm going to tell them I love it and stuff. Like, I'm, sure. don't get me wrong, I'm perfectly happy that, with my situation, but I think that's because I have other hustles that come out of the drums. If I was just doing the, the, Twitch drummer, Instagram drummer thing, and I was pulling these numbers, but then, like, not making money from it, I would be like, who, I'd be thinking, who can give me some money for this? Do you want to know something interesting? Always, Stan. Only one drummer got paid for the Zildjian live videos, those performances. See, I, I, see that, I would agree with. That, they, that only one drummer should get paid. Oh, I mean, that no drummers could be, should get paid. Is what, see, that's where I, I see it the other way around for those. It should be all or none. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, the only reason this drummer did is because they protested. Fuck yeah, whoever that was. Hell yeah. I feel like I know who it was. Um, but thinking like how many drummers have done that and the caliber that we're talking about here and what those videos did for, I mean, the company. Fucking hell. At the time, they were like the, the, the greatest sort of audio and video videos uh, for a simple company around. You know who pays their artists to go and record their videos, which are the best videos on YouTube.com for drums? Oh, your mate's mine all. They pay pretty, pretty bloody well as well. Yeah, good. well, that's the thing. That's you what I'm you saying. should. Like, You've got the money to- there. Bro, if it's clinics, performances, like if I was doing anything for Yamaha, which I've spoken to them about, like streaming and things like that, absolutely. Like money's that clinics, bro, paid for clinics. Like I think I mean, you if you start paying everybody that. that has a few thousand followers where well, you can't actually 
I mean, because the thing, I know plenty of drummers that have numbers similar to me, and I know for a fact they bought their followers, bro. So if it's just mm. a matter of no, you but you can look at the it? you can look at the views. Like they, they yeah, would yeah. be if yeah, you yeah, yeah, sure. if you and you should and too many of the companies don't if you have a it, person employed a young person employed youngish younger than you someone hip, <laughs> someone hip employed to do social media their thing should be to check who is juicing their numbers because so many people are juicing their numbers and then yeah. go like okay this guy I don't know they should maybe. There should be an element of somebody checking, and there should be almost a hierarchy on the computer. Like this guy basically gets what uh, guy guy is gender neutral, by the way. I'm sorry, this person um, should should get whatever they want, essentially. Um, yeah. But I feel like, and I don't know this for a fact, I feel like some of the some of the older drummers who when you know, when there was no Napster, no nothing, um, magazines were the only place to advertise, who were getting paid to to move brands and stuff like that. I feel like maybe some of them are still getting paid. And it's like, well, this is what I'm saying. Bro, Sorry. apparently Pearl have never paid to, to play Pearl drums. Pearl I, have never, ever paid their artists. I'll take, I'll take never. But what I don't want is, well, we used to, and then we realised that everyone's advertising for us and that we could get away with not paying for it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm sure. fine with never. Never is great. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's uh yeah, it's up to the individual. I think I think I'm in a probably a different situation because I've never relied specifically on my drumming for my income. So I suppose I'm coming at it from more of a um unrealistic viewpoint. Or I think there's a difference between usage and advertising. And I think if we started paying everyone with some with some numbers, um or the industry did it wouldn't survive very long. Where did that money go then? Because all the drum magazines are gone. So where's that advertising money going? Because it definitely was there and everyone's more people than ever are picking up an instrument. So where's that? That's my point. Where's that money going? It was there. Yeah. It should go. I'm not saying it should go to every drummer with a few thousand followers, but I don't know. I'm saying this like I'm bitter. I'm saying this like I'm bitter. I'm not bitter at all. I'm, I'm just, I know a few drummers who are struggling and I look at how much they do for their companies and I'm like, oh, you really should just give them some money. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'd agree with that part of it. But at the same token, they should start looking at other things. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. Um, I, mean, I mean, bro, I've hustled my way through this whole fucking thing, man. I've always had side hustles. I've always had side businesses, you know. I mean, the starving artist isn't a new concept. It's been around since the dawn of fucking touring and gigs, you know. It's annoying, isn't it? It is, but I mean, it's across the board with arts. Arts have never been considered something in the grand scheme. Everyone likes to use art, music, enjoy art, but they don't like to pay for it. The streaming services have destroyed it even more as well. In terms yeah, you of bring like- up the Napster thing. I mean, Lars got fucking drawn and quartered for his stance on that. And then still, I don't even hear anyone coming back going, oh man, he was right. But then as a position, everyone did realise that we devalued the product. I know, mean, eventually. the way he went about it wasn't particularly Yeah, correct. for sure. He been a bit more tasteful. Because I, I actually <laughs> think that that pushback led to there, there being like music is either free or you have to buy a CD. Like there was a divide there 
because of the whole Napster thing, whereas the, the rhetoric should have been, okay, well, let's let's invent Spotify, which before it was invented, and let's adequately pay people. I've got big, big beef with Spotify. Well, I think where they fucked up is that, because that's when, say, Apple Music came about, you know, iTunes, and they were charging for digital versions of the CDs, but they were fucking charging them CD price, which made no sense. Just there should have been a middle ground there. Terrible. Um, uh, but you know what, actually, because I always thought that was terrible. By Spotify, I meant all the streaming services, by the way. They've all got. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually found out because I was the same. I was like, this is insane. Like, why are you selling a non-physical product for the same price as going to the store or whatever, but it was actually because, the same with games, there is a law put in place, and it's up until I think maybe like 2025 or something, that you can't severely undercut the retail stores. It's in order to, uh. to prop the retail stores up, which is already falling apart because everyone wants just the, the ease of sitting at home. But that's why like a PlayStation game is more expensive when it comes out to download it than it is to get it in the shop because otherwise no one would be go, go to the shops and it would collapse the business. Some people might say that, you know, we need to completely destroy the system. This whole thing is a, uh, you know, I've got, we've got 12,000 people House now. of cards. Yeah, this, but this whole thing is like me secretly just uniting the workers. Um, I had a... You're for, you're for the people, Craig. I am. I had a seamless... I'm for the people, but also, I really want to move so give me some money um <laughs> no so this is my next Come on, point and you're you're the, you're the king of diversification like you've actually you know you're pulling from multiple areas i mean you i would say that you're on the the the, the higher end of it all you know don't, don't tell them that uh what, what i was gonna say no is because this is what uh, it's seamless transition into the last year on twitch I made more I figured it out. I made more money on Twitch. And it wasn't loads before anyone goes, he's rich, he's got a big neon light. Uh, I made more money on Twitch than I have ever made from performed, um, not live, but like on a record. Street, so I mean streaming royalties, actual album advances, uh, anything to do with the the making of an album and its subsequent money from the actual music I made more in the last year on Twitch than I made in 16 years of being in bands. Fuck, that's impressive, man. Uh, is it? Or did I just get completely underpaid and live with my parents until I was 26? <laughs> well, these are the big questions. Right? Mm, that was that one. So... We but have, bro, you like, uh, you, like I suppose while you're talking about you on Twitch, I mean that's the whole reason why I set up my studio because something that came out of our conversation when we first talked, we we spoke for two hours, had this great podcast, got a little bit controversial in areas, then we spoke for another hour, right? And then I was saying to you, I was like, man, I'm back in New Zealand, I don't want to be in coffee anymore. Uh, my kids are older now, so I'm just leaning into the drumming thing a little bit more, which has been fantastic because the phone was ringing. But I was like, I'm trying to find this place because I wanted to set up a studio, but I wanted to kind of merge my skill sets, which is between performance, um, teaching, uh, content creation, because I do like engaging in my audience. You know, for all that I was pushing back, I actually really do enjoy um, sharing my path online, I suppose. Um and then I was like, you, you were like, bro, you should come over to Twitch. Like it's, it'll kind of encapsulate everything you do. And that conversation, 
literally like was the like a 90 degree turn and here we are now bro like my studio i spent the last three months building this studio bro like i went all in and because you know one thing you said to me which <laughs> which now in, in hindsight i realize is such a um a high bar of entry is you said don't do it by halves and for a drummer to come into this world and not do it by halves is really fucking hard. So expensive. <laughs> Bro, like, if you were a guitarist, or if I was a guitarist, it'd be so much easier to roll this out. But yeah. as soon as you bring a drum kit in, it's insane. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think um, the Twitch thing, you are the sort of one of the early adopters of it, and I'm only coming into it now, but I see massive potential, and I don't see it getting too flooded because I think it's just a little bit too hard to fucking do. It's, <laughs> for it, drummers. It, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I even came in pretty late in, t in the grand scheme of things, but then you coming in is still early in the grand scheme of things, especially what you're saying with drummers. <laughs> like, the numbers don't really lie. People want to see a real drum kit. And that, unfortunately, like, I, I, I believe you're in the same boat as me. I just got a credit card out and I spent nine grand. Just like, I yeah. want to make this good and real. And then it, yeah. it paid off. Yeah, so I, I when I was in Melbourne, um, I sold my, my shares, my third of my coffee roastery to my business partners and came back with a bit of capital. So I just used that. And I, you know, we, my wife and I bought a house here, but I had the intention of setting up another business or doing something with X amount of money. And as soon as you and I had that conversation, I was like, that's where I'm putting my money. And it's the best decision I could have made, man. Like, I you mean, have, you haven't started yet, have you? No, no, but I'm not even talking about just Twitch specifically, just having the room and the way that the room is and the way that I can produce content now and just um, do lessons online and things like that. It's And I can track for people in here, bro. Um, it, it's a very sort of multi-use space, you know? Nice. When are you going to... That's all, that's all because of you, brother. It was a, a synchronicity chat, wasn't it? Um, we're going to touch on some of the stuff that we did talk about in that chat, but I want to stay on the Twitch thing for a minute. I want Simon, my mod, if you're listening to this in the audio podcast, who's Simon? There's no Simon. Simon's the mod in the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Renord. Seamless plug. Um, could you make a little exclamation mark stand thing and then put twitch.tv slash Stan Bicknell so everyone can go and follow Stan? Because oh, thanks, brother. when he comes on to Twitch... I'm going to be watching. Do you know what? From a business point of view, there's not many people that I've told all of the, it like, uh, helped on the ins and the outs of stuff. You deliberately didn't ask me a bunch of stuff, which I appreciate, but you're one of the people that I would have. Because... I made a point of not asking you anything from that first conversation because I didn't want to not figure it out myself. So you and I had that first chat, and then that was it. And then, and then the thing is, you figured it out. You did exactly what I did do all the Google groundwork and then yeah, we came, it's we, all there. We come out with the same setup because you Google it. It's the best <laughs> thing, but that's fine. You Google it. Oh that, yeah. I know. Well, well, yeah. If you're talking about the quality, definitely, man. Like I went all in on my interfaces. I went all in on my computers. I went all in on my mics. Like, um, I mean, I hooked up with the lighting company Nanoleaf. So that was just sort of like something that happened by proxy of doing this. Um, my mocha master. So my, my coffee brewer, those, that was getting all those plugs in. Yeah. <laughs> and my Allbirds shoes, no. Did you did you pay for that Mocker Master? No, man. Oh, I might be no I've got a little space there. That'd be nice. Greg, we just I'm not here to pay. That we just, we just yeah. spoke about this. I mean Yeah, getting coffee free is pretty good. Um 
uh, what was I going to say about the the Twitch thing, the conversation? Fuck. Um, well, people are asking you or trying to. Oh, know, okay, yeah, and are people just coming out? What camera? What camera do you use? And all this shit. And it's like there's uh, there's a few people who I think because obviously I'm in and now you I'm in pretty early with the inception of Twitch music, so. Twitch was primarily a gaming thing and still a lot of people just think it's a gaming thing and they're branching out into music and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty early in the inception. So I'm actually, as I'm for the people, I'm like, I can see, as I just said, I've made more money and it's not loads. So please continue to go to my Patreon and do stuff. Um, but like I've made more money on Twitch than I have like recording music, but that allows me to now record more music. But for getting people like you on there and other people who I know their quality is going to be good and their content is going to be good and people want to learn from you, that's only beneficial to me. I don't think of it as, like, because a lot of people would have the, oh, well, that's, that's another drummer on Twitch taking my subs. Well, realistically, from a business point of view, that is you telling your, how many followers you got on Instagram? 150k, 158k people about Who's counting Craig. The twi- I mean you 158 is pretty <laughs> fucking precise. Um but like that's you telling 158,000 people that here is a platform that has music on it and you know if 1% of those people go Oh, I didn't know that. And then they go on and they'll come across me. Of course they'll come across me. Right, that's exactly right. Cool. When I was, I used to own cafes. And one thing I noticed is that when a new cafe opens up in your area, it only grows your business. It's not a threat. It just brings up the whole community. Yeah, <clears throat> the vibe. And I, and I love that. And, I, and for that reason, I've tried to get other people on as well. But for that reason as well, I don't want to oversaturate it with poor quality stuff. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, Twitch seems like the platform where it only really accepts, by and large, some standard of quality. I mean, if you look at the way the gaming revolution happened on there, I mean, everyone's got beautiful cameras. Everyone's got, like, great lighting. The standard is set... Like, the bar's already set relatively high on a general basis. I just don't think you can go in on a fucking iPhone camera stream, you know? And so, with us drummers coming in, um, it is harder because we need more gear, but the standard is going to stay relatively high if they want to do anything with it you know the one that i think about a lot though is like and a lot of pe- uh, some there's a lot of people doing it because it's the easier way to do it but i kind of look at the numbers and the numbers don't match up that much is like electric drum kits yeah i've, I've seen a few guys doing that um, but they, they those channels seem more performance based anyway they're yeah. not really it's really weird i've watched a few of them and I'm friends with a couple of the guys now, and it's quite funny. They just they log on, they chuck on some songs, like real, real out of it songs too, bro. Like just real standard cover songs essentially, and they just basically play the next two or three hours away. But I can't and, do that, and neither well, can neither. you. No. And so what? this is the thing. I'm really going to let my audience tell me what they want, man. Like this is where I see it worth giving my IP because I'm not going to leave my videos up on my page. I'm really going to say to my audience or anyone that wants to come on, I'm all yours, man, because this is a platform where we can do this together and then we can leave it here in the moment as well. You know, I'll, I'll share anything with you because it's about building a community, but then just leaving it in the moment. Nice. Not residue. I don't want to leave like, you know, um, videos of, I mean, what's the point? Why, why, why would I do a lesson on my kick pedal and then just leave it there? Leave it there for know? some 
shithead who doesn't deserve to see it, who gets to see it and gets really good, but then continues to be a shithead. Fully agree. I suppose it's not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, guys. Agree. Right. We'll choose. You. We'll, we'll go with your words. <laughs> I mean, I get. I, I like. I get that. I ne- I never went into why I don't like reacting, even though I do do it. Um, yeah, but you do it with an edge. I like it. Yeah, because no one was doing it. Because no one was saying, "Well, this drummer's cheating," or "This drummer's not as good as he's pretending to be," or whatever. Like, no one was doing that. So I was like, "Okay, there's a gap in the market there." I'll just over. I got annoyed, and all the all the like pro pro drummers get annoyed with the the clickbait. It's their video. They put in the. You know, a lot of you probably watching this like, you're the reaction guy, though. Like, I'm not. A lot of, like, you know, people putting in their 10,000 hours, Benny Greb putting in his 10,000 hours, to then do a video, nicely shot, whatever, probably didn't get paid for it. Maybe it's on Zildjian Live. Um, and, uh, owned by Vic Firth, so probably shot myself in the foot there. But you know what I mean? Like, didn't get paid for it. And then someone watches it and goes... And has a caption of them going, and then uh, the title, you're not going to believe this drummer. And then it gets 10 times the views and 10 times the money because the video they were watching is live. So it can't be like, and it's like, it is, it's pretty bottom feeder. It's the the shrimp on the bottom. And I get why people are annoyed by it. So that's why I went the, the complete opposite way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make the click clickbait title so insane that if you clicked on it, then that's on you. Like, if I made the title, I think my first one was like, hardcore drummer gets pregnant from Eloy Casagrande. And <laughs> then there was people leaving comments like, oh man, that's clickbait. And I was like, I'm sorry, do you think, you, do you think this is, were you expecting the movie Junior? Like, I can't be become pregnant because I'm a man. Okay, it's not clickbait. If you click that thinking it was going to be a video of a man getting impregnated by another man, that's on you. Thanks for the ad revenue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that sort of became a thing. But I kind of... It's almost like you with, with the foot thing. I am now getting known for it, and I kind of hate it, and I hate that I do it. Just keep it interesting, man. That's all you can do, eh? Like, just keep it interesting. Because the thing is, you mentioned professional drummers before, like, not liking those videos. I mean, first of all, what is the classification of a professional drummer anyway? People that are better than me. Bro, you are a professional drummer, so that's the thing. Most drummers. Because the thing is, is that I think what you're saying is the the old guard professional drummer. Oh, now we've swapped. Now we've swapped good cop, bad cop. Pro cop, <laughs> pro cop, semi pro. Well, I only the only people that I see moaning about anything done online is the old guard. Well, yeah, but reaction no, videos are different. Mostly, oh, they do get annoyed oh, fuck, though, don't bro, they? Bro, I've got kids, man. They love it. So, is that just a lack of understanding, man? Like, is that just the old man and you coming out? Because both of my kids love watching reaction videos. I think it's the most. I'm not actually no. I'm not going to isolate that audience. Reaction videos are great. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Right, trust <laughs> me, early trust on. me, right? Because then when you get on Twitch and you're like, I can't be bothered to play drums today, and then someone goes, "You can make two hundred dollars if you watch other people playing the drums," and you go, well, "I might do this every day, actually." <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny, eh? So yeah, don't you know? Don't what, slag you know it. My point. No, I'm not going to slag it. Um, each to their own. It's just not something that I, I've. My, yeah, it's just not for me. Eh? You know what though? There's still there's still an opening. There's still an opening in the... There's still nobody 
and but you're going to take a hit for it, whoever does it. Anyone that's watching out of these fourteen thousand people, a critical, and not I don't mean like haha <laughs> hilarious critical, like someone I know, uh, a critical drummer who is better than all the drummers that they react to, and just providing unsolicited information. Right? Well, that's you would be hated. You would be hated, but woo that money. It'd be good. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, if, I suppose it's showing my age a little bit too, but if it came from a point of education where it's not just about a reaction, it's about dissecting, then that's kind of different, you know? But they never do it. That's not, That was my... No, my, that's right, they that, don't. That's why I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing these because there would be people, the fake drummer stuff, the blast beats at 127 velocity, mad shit that's obviously fake. And all of the reaction videos that have like a million views, some of them like three million views, reacting to an obviously fake drummer. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It's like, of course yeah, you can't yeah, believe yeah. it. You're supposed to be a pro drummer. You know that's fake. Why are you mm. faking your reaction to get money okay how about this bro how about a reaction video or a series where it's based on like i would show a danny carey video and i'm stopping it and going okay so the reason why this part's red is because he's doing this and i actually show you what he's doing yeah i turn in change the cam are there any that do that uh sometimes about once a video i'll explain something that's happening but i'll be on the drum kit no i'll go that's a group of five well done. Well, that's Next. something that I'd be down with. I mean, because the oh, thing is, no is one's that, doing that, Stan. No, nah, so I'll, I'd be happy to do that because I could break down John Theodore, Thomas Hark, fucking Danny Carey, like whoever, really. You know, they call him Stan <laughs> Big Wallet. Uh, that's action. cool though, because no one, no one, everyone's doing a reaction video, just sat there watching it, including myself. But if you're going to be watching it right there, and if anyone doesn't know. If you're on the audio, he's got a lovely, lovely room, but he's also got a multi-cam setup, camera switcher, foot cam, overhead cam, nice cam. Ah, oh, that's good, man. And then I'd do that. I would that, actually personally be happy to lean into that. You know what part of me, though, is like, again, like what you're saying, that's too much, that's too good for YouTube. Like that's too that no 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 because it's not your material no I mean it, it what so you'd be happy giving those bits away because you would people how to play a John Theodore look absolutely because yeah. it's not mine I'm, you, I'm just a vessel you would blow up and you might get some you might you might get a little bit of uh, hate from people that hate people stealing licks oh bro I've received hate. You can't please them all, buddy. It's like making coffee. Like I spent the first five or ten years as a barista trying to make the perfect cup for everyone, and then I just realised some people just don't know what a good cup of coffee is, so I just do it my way. So you're well, always going to get your pushback. I thought you were talking about drum hate. There, have you ever had any drum hate? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. When you get to my sort of numbers, the percentages just they speak for themselves, bro. I think it's just part of the course too, eh? Like I've had amateur drummers come at me. I've had professional drummers, bro, guys that you and I both know. Um, well, that's funny. And, Tell me more about that bit. Oh well. <laughs> um, well why don't you well, tell me more about that? What happened there? I've never heard this story. Well, well, I've had multiple drummers come at me, bro. Come, give, and give me an example. No names. Give me an example. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a professional drummer, um, a self-proclaimed specialist of sorts. You know. Um, oh, fuck me. I said no names, but you are pretty much. 
carry on. <laughs> well, I've had people come at me where they were basically um, like they they just were fucking insulted and just hated what I was producing online when it came to my foot technique. They despised it. They everything that it stood for. They thought that I was going to fucking cause you know the next. Um, I, 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 I had a guy come at me and basically he had issue with the mechanics of what I was doing. Um, he was sick of his students asking him to show them uh, my technique. Um, right, 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 right. That was the same person. Um, oh, sure. Why not? No, but if that if that's the same person, so what? Point point number one was worried about the mechanics of what you were doing, right? Yeah. Which we'll get to in a minute because as far as I can see, what you're doing is something that I really like to be able to do and it looks it looks like you can Craig I can teach you Matt looks very easy when you do it um but then point two getting annoyed getting annoyed with their students showing them it sounds a bit like a a, a them, well, getting, a them uh, problem something that he said was that he was annoyed that the students were coming in and asking for him to teach them my technique because he sort of saw it as like a, a circus trick not something that was something that could be taught but, and so, yeah, well, he and I had a chat about it. Um, you know, we got on a Zoom call and we spoke for about an hour, to be honest. And some of the stuff I heard him on, I was sitting real high at the time, like really fucking high because I was really into gospel players and stuff and they all sat really high. Um, and so I actually have since lowered my throne. But when it came to the technique itself, his arguments against it just didn't really hold. I've taught this technique to fucking hundreds of people now, man, because it's not, it's not me special. It's not unique to... If I... If, if I can do it, you can do it. We're not. I'm not unique. I mean, I definitely want to know how to do it. Uh, but what? Hang on. Before we get deep dive on this, without yeah. giving anything away, explain the technique. Without, like, just a, well, it's basically a layman's just. Terms. Um, I think so. The way that I do it is, I'm a heel up player, and I play my doubles heel up, and so I just kind of found this perpetual motion, um, which guys have done in the past. Steve Smith, John Blackwell. But they keep their, they basically treat it more like a rocking motion for that perpetual thing. I'm a heavy slide player. So I basically just incorporated slide with the principles of molar. So you're basically doing a double. So your knee only comes up once, but you get two strokes out of it. And then I just keep it going. So um, the, the, the difference between that technique to all the other single kick techniques that I'd seen up until that point, and there's some great ones, is that you either lose dynamics in the second stroke or ultimately you lose overall dynamics. Okay. And I didn't lose any dynamics. And the speeds that I was getting to was pretty insane too. Now, I don't really push it anymore, man. I mean, I saw a video of you playing like Meshuggah with one yeah, foot. Yeah. yeah, well, that's actually one of the ways that I found it because I wanted to tighten up my single kick playing. I, saw, I played double for years, man. I used to play through the first two Slipknot albums when I was young. Um, you know, obviously that's I was in a impressive. tour tribute band, so I used to do a lot of Danny Gary stuff. Um, but then I wanted to train my single foot up so i went total single pedal and then i was using songs that were recorded on double pedal as a way for me to get better at single kick so rational gaze by Meshuga was one of them because the pattern's really insane and i was and yeah so I that was the one that out. i saw i think yeah and i'd been doing that for years already bro like when, by the time you saw it i'd already been doing that for maybe five oh no probably about 10 years jesus I just used it as an exercise. But then what came of that is because it really pushed my single kick to a level that even I was quite surprised by, um, I tapped into this new thing where I could start doing quads, sixes, you know, eights, 
um, a lot of the even numbers and now I can do odd numbers as well. But the whole point is that there's no lack of dynamics, bro. You don't lose dynamics. So then, so loads of people are annoyed at you for doing this. Some people were, yeah, hard out. That's ridiculous. That's what goes back to what I'm saying about, like, that is a conceptual idea that's going to enhance playing for everyone. That's not giving away someone's lick. I kind of get know, this, when people this are was my argument. That. This was actually my argument again, uh, to, to one of the people that came at me. I said to him, look, man, there was a time when the one-handed roll wasn't a thing. There was a time when fucking people couldn't play at 220 BPM. There was a time when all these te- some some techniques didn't exist. I felt like I was sort of tapping into a new way of um, doing single kick, and he was like, nah. <laughs> and fuck whatever man like i mean i've made enough coffee for people that didn't like it to be thick-skinned enough to fucking where did the chat it. where did this chat happen like just instagram dms or what what's the deal like it was started, it, it's uh, <laughs> was it apropos of nothing did he just literally just come out of the blue i'm gonna i'm gonna summarize all of them <laughs> and say that they, they came at me in my dms and then a couple of them went into um, Zoom calls and video calls. Well, 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 well. Plead their case. You're having an argument. No, I wasn't. They were. Who? Oh, I just need to know who. Bro, I'm not going to have an argument with the guy. Like fucking hell. Like I've got way more shit to do than argue with someone random on the other side of the world. But they were not happy about it. I'll tell you that much. Who asked for the Zoom? They did. This is an ego problem. Yeah, it is massively. Asking so, you bro, for a I Zoom up to tell you. It, can I, is this one person or many people? Can I, let me just, let me just say, let me ask if one person did all of these things in a row and then I'm going to react to that. One person told you they think your playing is, uh, might injure people and they're sick of their students asking how to play like that. Do you want to jump on a Zoom call so I can berate you about this? That's one human being. Correct. Absolutely insane. <laughs> I realised that after the call. What What did you do? Was it like, did they come in hot? Was it like an argument? No, I didn't, but they did. But they were they were saying a bunch of shit, man. They, they, they were sort of shooting their mouth off good and proper about a lot of things. Man, like about my numbers. Oh, man, I could get those numbers too if I wanted. I just don't want to. Um, oh. slagging, slagging off I've got a girlfriend. She goes to a different school. Okay? That's what that sounds like to me. Well, that's fucking yeah. it. How did you leave it? Um, well, after an hour, it was sort of like we met, on the middle on a cup, met in the middle on a couple of things and then the rest we didn't. And it just got to the point where it was like, well, I think that's kind of where we, that's all we can do at this point. And then he came at me a couple more times in the DMs, and so I ended up blocking him. And then I got over it, unblocked him, and then he's blocked me since. <laughs> he said he was sick of his companies reposting my content, all this sort of shit. And look, whatever, man. I don't give a fuck, eh? It's fine. That's interesting, because I like... I, I've blocked a few other, like, pro drummers for pretty... For, for, like, pretty dumb shit. And then I just keep yeah. them blocked because I'm stubborn. Like, there's this other guy on Twitch, um, Samus, he's called. And he's a really, really amazing drummer. Like, yeah. unbelievably good. And he's, he's massive on there. He's massive on YouTube. And yeah. uh, I made a meme. I, and this is like, this is the one thing where I'm like, okay, I overreacted here, but I'm too stubborn to unblock him. I made a meme 
and it was like a pretty niche music. It was before I had any kind of real internet following as well. Um, a pretty niche musical meme about you know how like guitarists call <laughs> guitarists call that triplets, and it's not. That's yeah. not a triplet. Okay, mm. so I made a meme that was that it was just a picture of a triplet and a picture of one hand, and I was like. This is a fucking triplet. This is not a fucking triplet. Anyway, and I posted that, and uh, I got followed by him, and then I realised he'd just taken a photo of it, snapped it out, and then reposted it, and then it had like fucking ten thousand likes or something. And I was like, that's just a bit like, and, and I and I just immediately blocked him. I was like, fuck this guy, and then I blocked him, and then. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit overreactive, bro. And now I can't, <laughs> now I can't unblock him. Um, somebody's internet. Man, I've definitely blocked people out of ego and shit as well because there's a lot going on in the online world, and you're navigating it whilst you're living your normal fucking life. Man, I've got kids, a business, a wife, like just normal shit. And then someone comes at you, and maybe they, <clears throat> they have the wrong tone, and you're just like, "Fuck this guy." Man, I've missed read messages because you lose the emphasis because it's not an actual conversation; it's just text. Or you assume that every message that's written to you is written by someone that's highly educated, a fantastic fucking drummer, and, you know, they've already been playing the kit for 20 years, but by and large, it's generally just someone in their mum's basement, you know, when they're coming at you aggressively anyway. Yeah, you should probably unblock him. Um, your, <laughs> your internet or my internet, someone's internet is shitting right now, and it's really annoying me. Um, oh, just, really? It's one of, the, good, eh? one of the problems with... Uh, doing this kind of thing live. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Can you talk for a minute? Hello. Yeah. I am talking. Yeah, I think it might be fixed. Um, what I'll do... Anyway, I want to end... Oh, no, we're not going to end right now. I just want to clear up that little part. Um, so you left it like that. You blocked each other. I blocked a guy. I think I blocked someone else... The thing is, with me as well, I, I flat out, before I block someone, I tell them why. There's only two that I can think of. There was him, and I went, oh, you fucking pussy. Stealing my fucking meme. And it's like, is that me? That's 100% a me problem. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, mental, mental. And I wish I could take it back, but I can't. And you bet your ass I'm not unblocking him. Um, so, because I'm too stubborn. If, if I have an argument with someone, I would, I'll take it to my grave. Unless they apologise first, and that is my that is my weakness. It's my yeah. What it was oh, the, ego, the ego is a sacred thing, man. Exactly. Oh, that, that was my roundabout point of saying that we all have these fucking ego things in there, um, yeah. Which can be used for good, but it can get away on you at times. I mean, confidence is arguably partially ego, and you need a bit of that if you're going to survive this world, you know. Oh, if I didn't have ego, we wouldn't be on Twitch TV on the front page. Fourteen thousand five hundred forty-two fucking people. Like, yeah, true. It's definitely in there, but I'm trying to work. I'd like to think my blocking someone over a meme is not me then trying to get a Zoom call with them to explain why what he did was problematic, and I'm I'm annoyed by people showing me that meme that I made. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Like, oi, and just to round that off, he was even fucked off. He came at me later down the track and was fucked off that I didn't take him up on some sort of mentorship as well. What did, what did he offer it? Yeah. He wanted to, like, teach me for free and all this sort of stuff. And I said, oh, cool, man, thanks. And I just 
left it at that because I didn't want to be taught by him. Because I don't really, I, I mean, I only want to be, I mean, fuck, I haven't had lessons for one, but if I'm going to get lessons, it's going to be with someone who their style I resonate with, you know? I'm not going to go under someone's wing and I don't even really enjoy their style. Right, and then they said, why didn't you take the lesson? Well, they pulled me up on it on a Facebook post where we started having an argument because I made a comment on something that they wrote <laughs> and then he came at me. I, I, was, I, I set it up though, I pitched him the ball. Yeah, I knew what I was love doing. A, love a bit of beef. My my other one, I had a real recent, real recent beef with someone. Um, and it, again, it's me. It's a me problem. But at the same time, it's a me problem. And it seems petty. But if you took it out of the confines of the internet and you put it into real life, like rudeness, it would be the sort of thing that you would have an argument about. I posted um, <clears throat> a video of someone playing the drums. And I... Like it was a story post and I, I wrote something quite like self deprecating about myself and about them or whatever. And um I put it on my story and they screen recorded it, the bit from the story, instead of just resharing it like you would do, screen recorded it, cut out my tag, and then reposted it. Wow. And like on the face of it, me being annoyed by that is a me problem. But it's also so rude that I was like, nah, I'm not letting this slide. So I messaged him and was like, oh, what's up with the screen record? And then they were like, oh, I saved it. And I was like, you can't save a fucking Instagram story. I was like, fuck this guy. And then I blocked him. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I, there's a, definitely an element of the me problem in there. But there's, it's also like, don't be rude. Yeah, like with this case in particular, I don't really give a fuck anymore. But at the time, I think where I was at and in terms of the social media and stuff, um, it definitely fucked me up for a bit. It was why I didn't accept Drumeo initially. Cause what, I was this per- like, this, these people? Let's yeah. say this person, come on. Well. What, you didn't accept Drumeo? You did do Drumeo though. I did do Drumeo, but I didn't do it for like a year. So Jared asked me, he'd sent me an email. And at the time, um, my situation was a combination between my friend was going through an issue um his partner was um really sick and he's a good friend of mine and i thought fuck if i if i take drumio now i might not be as available as what i should be for this person but then at the same time i was having interactions with this person and i was like oh fuck i don't really need this i don't need this sort of exposure and then it wasn't for about to be honest bro like six or eight months later i was going for a run um, I got to the 21st kilometer of this run and Fuck this, you. this, shush, 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 shush. But my point is, is that the type of endorphins that hit me at that point, yeah, that's right. Um, I hadn't actually experienced it before. And this big fucking question hit me like, why haven't I done Drumeo? I was like, fuck, why haven't I done it? And then I realized, um, that I just sort of let it sort of get into my head a little bit and just sort of moved on. And so when I got back from the run, I let the issue get in my head and I just sort of let that dictate my decisions for a while. And then I got back from the run and I emailed Jared and said, are we still on? And he said, yeah, man. And so I was there within four months with my family and did the whole thing. Remind me about the run stuff in a minute. Um, but about the post-run clarity and stuff. Because we'll get on oh, to that. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, the, so you did Drumeo. They yeah. must be paying. You don't have to tell me how much. But just tell me they pay because those videos get a billion yeah. fucking views. Yeah, they pay, yeah. Okay, good. That's fine. Because I, I wouldn't want... That would be annoying. Um, 
The running, the post, the post run clarity. Hang on, and the endorphins. We, the runners high, bro. It's a real well, thing. Was Drumio good? Was that good? Can people go and do it? Do you still get money from it if they go and pay for your course? No, I don't okay, get money don't, from it. I don't care. But it was amazing, bro. It was amazing. It always. Do you know what their their mixes are? Absolutely unbelievable. Their drum mixes are like yeah, bro. Incredible. You've got to remember too. Like I'm I'm on the bottom half of the world, so in the southern hemisphere, I'm the only drummer that's been invited to Drumio, and so maybe there's a bit of um, like it just feels like that is such a fucking unicorn from from coming mm. from New Zealand, and so the so the whole thing was just so surreal, man. Like I look back on the video when it pops up when people tag me in it, and I don't even really remember it doing it. I watch it and like and I'm like, what the fuck, of, bro? I was jet lagged. Yeah. I was fasting. I was down to like 84 kilos if you look on real lean because I wanted to make sure that I looked real sharp. Nice. <laughs> I'm on a fast right now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lean as well. Oh, yeah. Good mm. on you. Love it. Um, yeah. The, what do you think about, if anyone doesn't know, the basically Drumio is a is an online drum lesson thing and it is it's paywall. You have to pay to be a member, but there are free lessons and stuff on YouTube. That's just for anyone that doesn't have, know about drums because we've got quite a lot of listeners that aren't even musicians. Um, what do you think about the discourse that there is about people who beef drumio? There's quite a lot of drumio. Beef. What do you mean? As in, like people who don't think it comes back to like don't think everything should be taught and everything should be broken down. There's a lot of people that don't like drumio. Oh yeah, no, I know that for sure. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, oh, bro, like there's even elements of what Drumio do that I don't like, but I still appreciate what they do ultimately for drumming as a whole. Because honestly, man, like you know, to get real fucking um, um, macro on it or helicopter view, the more people playing the drums, the better. It means more students, more people that are gonna like my content, your content. So you can have an individual issue with elements of Drumio, but by and large, you can only see it as a positive thing for drumming as a whole yeah 100 percent um yeah yeah more but there people... are elements of the way they do what they do that i don't like at all but that's part of being in a machine that they're in yeah where i feel they like have to produce content they, yeah some of their stuff i see it and i'm just like oh that is pretty cringe but then it's like but, again, but in saying that it's cutting it's right at the forefront of what current marketing is they're yeah, not missing the people oh they're not but is that what you want to be remembered for? Because like I, I could. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're killing it. If that was a personal person, though, like I'm, I wouldn't want to be remembered for putting a beard on and playing "Killing in the Name." Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, bro. This is him getting in a younger audience. You need kids to start playing the drums. This is what you need to do. You need to employ a younger person. You, yeah. You well, no, but this there. is the thing. Kids see that and they love it. They love the beard, the beard thing. I'll tell you, here's an interesting thing, bro. My son plays the drums, right? And he's a fantastic drummer. Like, he's a real good he drummer. He's in the ball sack, <laughs> baby. Come from your ball sack. Yeah, he did come from my ball sack. Thanks, Craig. Okay. Um, he's a fantastic drummer. And basically, I remember him, like, really taken by Casey Cooper's videos because the guy would put fire on his sticks and shit. But then he was also asking me how to play Tool and, um, like, Deftones and shit like that, Rage Against the Machine. But he really loved watching Casey Cooper play. And that's just the age thing, man. Like, the, like people slag off Casey and I'm like, yeah, but my son wants to get on the drum kit after he watches them. Now, my son was like 11 or 12 at the time. And I think it just kind of makes the point that sometimes yeah. it's all perspective. Yeah, but you're so, anno- Bro, my, you're my, so annoyingly right. 
That's what I'm annoyed well, about right now. But okay, good. Because I was going to defend it even more, but I'm glad that yeah, I know. Please do, because I I have been proven wrong there, and you're absolutely well, right. But I, I don't think Casey's a great drummer, and I should you know like and his content um, I don't really enjoy either. But he Sounds got like my son excited about the fucking drums, man. Like when his own when not, his own dad couldn't with that foot, his own dad uh, uh, couldn't get his so son, my son excited does about get drums. Excited about my playing. Fuck you. <laughs> my son came to me at nine years old and asked me to show him how to play 46 and 2 on the guitar oi I the saw boys. a video of that Nancy is it Nancy Bushel the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the little girl playing 46 and yeah. 2 the other day what the fuck unbelievable yeah, and shit like that like like stuff like that that's an obvious reaction so here's to bring it back to the reaction stuff that's an obvious reaction that would get millions well hundreds of thousands of views i'm not gonna do it right and mm. stuff like that i don't do because she's already getting those views anyway from people resharing it because it's rightfully really really good for me to react to that doesn't really give her any exposure it's me piggybacking off a six-year-old girl or whatever so that's my and a bunch of people are gonna do it do anyway that. oh they, they, they would have already done it yeah exactly and it's all the same video. Oh my god, I can't believe it's again. I want to do one right, and I, but it's the problem is I don't really want to do it, but I want to do one because you know, like there's like videos of kids doing bleed, right? And it's impressive. It's very impressive. I'm not going to see my sugar with that kid playing drums though. Like I want no, to do a oi, video okay, where so I, I just shit on this like six year old that's amazing at drums. Would be like that bit was sloppy. Like it would yeah, be the yeah. funniest thing ever. But I don't. I need the kid to not actually exist. I need it. I need it. It needs to be faked. We need to yeah. like get a kid. How old's your kid? I've got a nine-year-old and a seventeen-year-old. Right. We'll we'll loop the nine-year-old in with this. They'll do a cover that's obviously very good, but then I'll shit on it and we'll split the money. <laughs> I don't want a part in this, bro. <laughs> don't write me into your shit. Is that child? I, I, is that child labour? I've got a question for you. What's your position on drum covers? I've never done one in yep. my entire it's, life. But, but what's your position on them, though? Um, <laughs> on other people doing them or them in general? Yeah, yeah well, it's, well, isn't that much the same? Or? Okay, so every drummer that I know who does mad drum covers is better at me, better than me at the drums, right? And they got that way from learning these covers. I don't have whatever it is in the brain. I think it's called an attention span. I don't have whatever it is in the brain that makes you go, oh, I want to learn that inside out. I want to learn the, that whole drum song from start to finish completely perfectly. That sounds like my idea of hell. So yeah, for, sure. for that reason, I've never done it. But when I see other people doing it, I'm like, cool. Wish I could have that attention span i don't really have an opinion either way i don't think it's lowest hanging fruit because it takes a lot of skill to do the majority of the time the actual artist gets paid for the views that's right what are your was your opinion well because the reason why i bring it up is because it kind of wrapped up in this whole uh new generation coming through i i see people fucking slagging off covers all the time even that guy that i was talking about he hates people that do drum covers but my argument's always been it's just purely because we've got the technology to show i mean i've when i was younger bro like i played every fucking cover under the sun to learn the drums if i had had a 1080p camera with me 
Sure as hell, I would have been posting them. All. You raise a good point. I actually did used to learn songs, but of I didn't have you did. a camera. I used to jam along to Limp Bizkit, Led Zeppelin, fucking Deftones tool, just to get better as a player and mm. vicariously feel like you were living through the performance. If we had the technology to have a 1080p camera on us and share it with the world, of course we would have. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, um, I, I can't see a, I can't, I can't see an argument against drum covers. I can't. I don't have any issue. with I can it. see impartial. I don't like, do them, but I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, but it's a decision because I don't want to have one style or one influence um, take over my psyche now. You know, that's all it really is. I think my thing, as well as the the rotten attention span, I think my thing was just like I was concentrating on what I wanted to do as a drummer and my things. But then there would be like a lick that I'd be like, okay, I need to learn that. And I would just learn the bits that interested me. And I think from all that stealing, I created my own sort of mis- mis- mishmash of yeah. everything. Which I guess Amalgamation. Everyone does. Which I guess everyone does. But I do know some cover drummers who are absolutely outrageously good because yeah, same. they're essentially 10 different drummers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's interesting. It is. Tell me about this running. Tell me about uh, I did a, I did a, I was doing a 21k and then <laughs> I had a, a fucking an apparition came to me at the end of it. Uh, Honestly that's at those kilometers that's what it feels like. Talk me through your daily because you you're saying that you used to just post drums and then I actually much prefer to see your like day-to-day shit because no offense I mean, you're good at drums, but everyone's fucking good at drums. I can see all. The, right. I can see all the good drummers. What yeah. I can't, I like a little insight into someone else's life. I love it. I watch YouTube bodybuilding, like day in the life videos. Or that's all I do. Like that's. I don't watch TV. I watch those. So I like yeah. that stuff. I like that world. Talk so me what through. Do you want your, to know? I want to know, like, because you sometimes I see. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like. He's just woke up. That's not right from a time point of view. It's like <laughs> 3 a.m. your time. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, well, it's, I had my son when I was 19 years old. And from that point onwards, because I shared him with his mum, totally amicably. But from that point onwards, I would have him half the week and she would. And I was just a real light sleeper from then on, man. So I would, um, you know, wake up at the drop of a fucking pin. That's me. Much. But then, and then because having a kid, um, you're required to, to actually get up early and look after a life form <laughs> when they're young um it just built in uh the ability to operate on minimal sleep and um and then couple that with the stresses of running multiple businesses over the years and those initial years where you don't make any money and all of that um i just got really used to running on on low and now i just i've got to this place where because i actually ironically i think i'm an innately lazy person bro i think that i'm generally a very lazy person but my personality type I have to keep pushing against that. So I'm just in a constant state of not letting the laziness win. And that's really where I come from with it. I get up at five every day, sometimes a bit earlier. I set up systems that don't feel natural to me. I'm not a great reader or anything, but I read every day. I um, try and practice my pads on some capacity most days. I work out nearly every day in some capacity. I'm not a fucking ultra marathon runner or anything. I just do, I try and do a bit of everything every single day that will sort of push me forward because the thing I noticed with the exercise specifically apart from maintaining you know a healthy weight because I've been real heavy as well so there's a bit of that in there I'm 
I'm 91 kilos now, which I don't know. Are you familiar with kilos? Yeah, I'm, I'm a kilos. I'm 75 right now. Okay, I'm, sweet. So I've been as low as 75 when I was running um, half marathons every Saturday. Uh, I was 75 kilos. I've also been up to 116 kilos. Oh, no I've shame. I've got a photo, no bro, shame, I'm going to share with you in the DMs. <laughs> no shame, but it's very different from what you are now. 20, yeah, what's that? 20, 91. 26, so, 25 added. Yeah. So 40, 40 pounds. 50 yeah, pounds. So that, and 50 that was pounds. just overweight. That was before I started exercising when I was younger. And then I've been about 100 of just sort of more, um, I suppose, muscle because I got into that for a while Fucking too. Stan Ripnall. Yeah, but I just found it was I was real sluggish and felt fucking awful and the amount of food you got to eat to maintain it. So now, after all the things that I've done, bro, and I've, I've got real psycho about specific exercises like the running, rowing, um, you know, just um, the five by five with just compound lifts. I bought a squat rack and just devoted two years to that shit. Now I'm just about general health. So for me, it's about bang for buck. So all I do every day now is about 30 minutes to an hour on the rower, 50 pull-ups and 50 push-ups. The, uh, that's it what sets you doing these pull-ups in my first set's always for the pull-ups always 12 and then the second set's always like six yeah <laughs> it really depends on the rest time but what i do is i do my pull-up if i do 12 pull-ups i do 12 push-ups straight away so i match the pull the push-ups yeah you to have pull-ups. to else you're gonna fuck your shoulders up um yeah the i had a guy um i've got a program off someone once and it was like, uh, they were like a paid program thing. And uh, the first day of it was like a hundred pull-ups and a hundred squats with 60 kilos. And oh, it, what the fuck? Yo. And I did it. And then I told him like the next day, I was like, I, yeah, I'm absolutely fucking dead. And he was like, oh, I bet you are. that's just something that I send uh, to see if people will do it. Like to yeah, just make, make sure they've got the sands for the rest of the program <laughs> uh, and no but one that, ever that's... does it all. And I did it all. And I was like, honestly, like I, it was, I was completely fried. It was crazy, but I got super yeah, ripped. That, that sounds like German volumetric training. It's those sort of, numbers. yeah, it was like that 10, 10 by 10. Yeah. I'll never forget the day after doing a hundred pull-ups. It was the, it, honestly, it was my back. That was the worst. The, le- the legs oh, were all sure. right. My legs are okay, but a hundred pull-ups. I, I've since done that a couple of times before because I know that I can do it now. Really yeah. good, good way to like pack on some mass quickly. Um, so, do you I was th- going to say too. Sorry, caveat to the working out thing. It's the mental health aspect that I appreciate more now. That's all it is, bro. You are. It talk- makes me feel good. You are talking to the right guy because my mental health is absolutely in the toilet. At all, you say that at all times. I don't know. I don't believe that. I uh, think you're probably a bit hard on yourself there, Craig. Do you know I didn't want to do this today? Why? Because I had a I had a bad day with my head, oh, and I was like, I just want to fucking burn everything to the ground. I was got a live podcast on Friday. I was like, I'm gonna fucking cancel it. Fuck this. Behind the camera, as in like when this camera's not on, psychopath, absolute insanity. You just sound like someone who's busy and hustling. It's just the path of the course when you've got more than one thing going on, bro. You want to have downtime, and you, but you can't, all that sort of shit. My thing, my thing is, right, what came out of just before, the, uh, just before the whole divorce shit, like I had a real bout of insomnia, which was to do with the, 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 the things that preceded the actual divorce. 
And um, ever since then, like that's my trigger. Like if I don't sleep well, like last night my neighbours were stomping around at 2am and the choices yeah. were either go up there and hack their heads off with a hacksaw, which ran through my head, or or just deal with it and then I end up getting up super early. I ended up, you know, like it just, it just triggers me. It just like takes me back to the horrible time, the horrible place, and then I just let it ruin my whole fucking day. But to bring that back round, then I went to the gym today and it's it's the same thing afterwards you're like wow i was a that was a psychopath an hour yeah, and a half interesting, ago eh? lack of sleep will fucking like i've had my moments i remember the first two months of my espresso bar i felt like i did not sleep at all and i actually got a little bit there was a bit of psychosis forming Ooh. was that from too much coffee not sleeping or just stress nah, i was got into this habit of falling asleep at about 11 and waking up wide awake at 11 30 and just being like, oh, fuck. That, that, that became my thing. And it yeah. was like, and it was like, oh, I guess this is happening again. Oh, it's fucked. In fact, to the point where it's now, I don't want to talk about it because I'm like, oh, I'll be worrying about this tonight. To, uh, during lockdown, I, I dealt with it in some, some ways that I, there was potential chances for me not to be waking up. So I've since got rid of those. It's definitely much more healthier. But the worst thing is if it happens prior to doing stuff like this week i've got a real busy week and then some other motherfucker is keeping me awake it mm. it puts the mental health in the toilet anyway i overshadowed your shit there why no 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 at all there's two things that will fuck me up lack of food or lack of sleep now i fast heaps of, like but that's when i've decided to if i want food and something's getting in the way of that or i've i haven't slept for a few days properly that's when the psychosis will kick in which i think is just normal human shit you know uh, I'm, I, I was on like a cut before I broke my back, and then I broke my back, and my initial thought was, oh no, and this is such vanity. My initial thought was not, oh no, am I going to play the drums well again, or oh no, am I going to be able to go to the gym again? I was like, oh, I was doing so well getting these abs, and now I can't do anything. So that's when I actually started fasting because I was like, otherwise, because I'd re- I'd actually heard about like the the bone growth and the, the general um, like the fasting state being good for recovery as well as you know as long as you're eating enough in the window outside of it so I started it then and I love it like I I'll yeah, go to man. the gym and train heavy weights with no food and I'll come back around two and then I eat about two and I eat two till just whenever really but it always ends yeah. up like I go to bed with a full tummy uh, and then yep. I don't have a tummy ache and I go to bed and it's lovely. Yep. So the reason why, like, because I've done it for a few years now, there's two parts of it. Obviously, it's just calorie um, suppression. That's all it is in terms yeah. of the actual numbers. But if you're not eating for the bulk of the day or like a good chunk of it, it's the engine isn't having to fucking burn the coal. You yeah. know? It takes a lot of energy to, to actually burn food. And so you recover faster because your system's got more reserves to actually do its work. It's not trying to reserve or put all that energy into just getting food through your body. Yeah. I'm so glad that you don't adhere to the like, because this is why we get on. Like people that are like, oh, I did, oh, I did keto and I lost this much, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I did fasting and I lost this much. At the end of the day, you created a restriction on your calories throughout it is, either way. Bro. Other than like the water stuff with keto or whatever, but... All it is is the calorie restriction. It's whether or not you can you can get on board with that. Totally, fasting is the only way I can do it. Otherwise, I am 
Like, like what you said, if I know that I'm making myself hungry until this time, I'm absolutely fine. Someone, yeah, if I'm sure. hungry because someone else is late for breakfast, there will be an armada. I will be yeah. very, very angry. Such a bad, <laughs> such a bad human. Um, wait, I asked someone to get some questions. Simon, got any good questions for Stan, the man Bicknell? Oh, I also got to ask you your top five bands as well, which I forgot to prep you for. Oh, shit. I'm sure we did it last time. Give me... Yeah, I think... Have you got a number one? Oh, bro. While we're waiting uh, for some questions? Uh, nah, not really a number one. I mean, Meshuggah will be up there for me. Early Dillinger. Um, Wait, where's your the, cut off with Dillinger? Um, <laughs> basically, when Chris left. Mm. You don't like the album with... Um, Billy? No, the one in between. Who did that? Aya Works was... I, I only Gil like Dillinger Sharon. with Chris. Gil Sharon. Oh, no, 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 no. Because the thing is, is that, you know, to deviate a little bit, it's the same reason why I like Mitch Mitchell and Jimi Hendrix. Um, and, and like when jazz guys come into a heavy context, it's just something else. And Chris is a jazz player, essentially, and a fucking heavy metal band. He changed the game. Yeah, and, and, and bro, I still listen to those albums, like Calculating Infinity. Do you not feel like, like you're maybe just maybe all being a bit of an old man here as well, though, not listening to the no, other not. ones? No, nah, I've listened so to all of Billy's stuff, and he's a great drummer, but it's not Dillinger. Well, but Aya works, Bill- though. I work, the well, one with Gil Sharon is fucking sick. It's not Chris, though, bro. It's, it's, it's featuring Gil. I want you to give Aya Works another go. I suppose, like, to, to put it in simple terms as well, and not that I'm a massive listener of Slipknot or anything, but I wouldn't listen to anything after Joey. Because Joey wrote a lot of the songs. If you, if it, like, and, and Chris was a big contributor to the songwriting. That's why the drums are so detailed, you know. Um, um but yeah. Uh, okay, give me another, give me another band. Hang on, whoa, whoa, oh, like, while we're on the Dillinger one, okay, what's your favourite Dillinger album then? I mean, you've only got two to fucking pick from now. Well, Calculating Infinity, but I do like Hollywood Squares with Mike Patton, the EP they did with Mike Patton. Yeah, are you not? Uh, to be honest. That's one of my favourites, actually, because I like they did an Aphex Twin cover of Come to Daddy. This is why I'm like, I Works has some Aphex Twin stuff on it. Right. It's not Chris, though. It doesn't matter if it's not Chris. Like, the music. Oh, please. You think that, like... Bro, come ben, on, I, Yeah, I know, but ben, ben took what Chris took, what Chris invented pretty much, and then he started writing songs like that. That's why it's still like that. You can still get some joy out of it. I feel like you're being a bit stubborn. Sure. Yeah, you know you are. I I'm mean, not. I'm listening. I just don't stubborn. like that. I, I only like it with Chris, man. Because to be honest, I don't listen to a lot of that music anyway. So all elements have to be right. Like, Meshuggah is one of my favorite bands in the world, but I don't listen to fucking anything anywhere near as um, heavy as that anywhere else. Like, but Meshuggah, all the elements work for me. I think the vocalist is one of the greatest vocalists in that genre. Um, Frederick solos, he sounds like a fucking beehive's just exploded. You know, like, do you know what I mean? All right. Um, check your phone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? That's not for That's anyone. Brilliant. That's not for anyone. Um, so, okay, give me give me some more, and then I'm going to read read the chat. Um, early Volta. So I'm a massive John Theodore nut. 
um but it has to be early volta to be honest it's really just uh all of his drum parts the first three albums but the first album essentially is where it is for me it starts and stops with rick rubin's album is that the first one rick rubin yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that album fucking rules which the volta have disowned that omar and cedric have actually disowned that because rick had such an influence on the structure of the songs but that's why that album went so well so because many a sensible mind came in yeah exactly so many ego, including me and including you yeah how out. Yeah. Isn't it I funny mean, though? Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a more underpaid group of people to have such huge egos. I get, I get like <laughs> artists, film artists. Yeah, I know, but like film stars, you're getting all the money, you got an ego. Fair enough. And we're like, I'm da, da, da. maybe we got more ego because we ain't getting paid. So it's like, okay, well at least I can get paid in stubborn. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, yeah. I. What about the Pridgen album? Nah, so I've actually had a, t- a talk with Thomas about this. What I want oh, to say did you is ask him for a Zoom and then tell him you think his album was shit? No, I, I've told him like to his face that I think that it's one of the greatest drum performances on a single album. The first one. He did two albums. The Bedlam and Goliath but, is the one I'm thinking but of. I'm, but I'm not a fan of, um, of Pridgen and the band, though. Mm. But, bro, this is showing my like ego or whatever because I came from John Theodore. Like, to me, John Theodore was just the perfect sound for that band they, they they sound like a different band in the other um on the Pridgen albums who who does john theodore play for now queens of the stone age nice but yeah great gig for him because he needed to be placed somewhere like that um but he did sons of zion with zach de la rocha for a while as well um someone in the oh chat- no no sorry not sons of zion what are they called i don't know Fuck, I can't remember. That's a Kiwi band. Um, speaking of Kiwi bands, someone said, are we ever going to get another New Caledonia record? Is that, yeah, your, we is are. that your band? Yeah, it's my, um, it's my, I suppose, my instrumental prog band that I've done. Who else years. is in that? I've got four or three other friends. It's a four-piece, but um, there's an album on Spotify. We recorded it when I was younger, and um, I performed one of the songs on Drumeo. Um, I've recorded a couple of videos on my YouTube channel of playthroughs of those songs. That's really pulling from my Danny Carey, Carter Beauford, fucking um, John Theodore world. And mm. uh, yeah, we are working on another album. But the problem is, is that these guys take fucking ages to write stuff. And I'm just not, I just want to create and move on. But How long ago like, was this album? Oh, bro, like 2008. Good, good. Uh good year for music from that side of the world though um that's a, that was a long time ago um yeah. i'm gonna read some more questions and there's not really any i'm sure there was some throughout but i missed them because there were so many people <laughs> um one day as a lion was the name of that band Fuck. yeah sons of zion is a fucking reggae band here <laughs> jesus um one day as a lion is that the one with zach from rage in it yeah Oh, that band's fucking cool. I didn't know he played the mm. drums. Yeah, yeah, just him and Zach. Wow. I wonder why the drums that, were good. That's what he did right after the Volta. That record fucking rules. Um, yeah. I think that's about it, mate. I think we're yeah, about... Man, we covered a few things. I think... When, are you planning... When are you planning on starting to do a Twitch? Well, kind of like now-ish, really. Well, you're going to have to set sort of, a time. Um, bro yeah well, you don't have yeah. to set probably, the time right now but just let everyone well it'll probably be next week i'd say 
I've got a few gigs coming up and some sessions and stuff, so I'm just kind of spreading myself a little bit thin at the moment. But um, t- to just come in here and go live and just sort of talk to the people and see where it goes, I can pretty much do that from next week. Uh, someone in the chat said top five drummers. I'll take that from you and then we'll end it on that. All right, Thomas Hark, um, John Theodore. Uh, it's going to be the same uh, bands, isn't it? Chris Penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Penny's um, up there. Um I was massively influenced by Carter Beaufort in the early days. Um, Dave Matthews band. I mean like that. Yeah. But I'm not massive on the band anymore. Yeah, it's toilet water music, isn't it? But the drumming is incredible. Yeah, I used him to basically try and... Like, that's where I got my hi-hat stuff from. I really used him as a That video, the VHS. Under the table table and drumming, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, he's playing backwards, but forwards like open-handed yeah, exactly, yeah. i was like what what's going on here yeah yeah um and then fuck a bit on the spot with that one uh oh you only got to give me on, one more well, i don't know um i honestly don't know there's too many um, i don't put many like in a single like i mean i suppose danny for his early stuff oh sorry danny from when i was younger because he influenced me real danny who Danny Carey. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I just wanted to be pretending. <laughs> um, yeah, but hang on. What do you mean for his early stuff? Are you saying that you don't like I, 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 No, I meant from when I was young. I got that wrong. Okay. Because if the guys that influenced me the most, who who I hear in my playing now, is Carter, Thomas, Hark, um, John Theodore, uh, Danny Carey. Um, yeah, a little bit of Chris Penny in there as well. Um, a little bit of uh, yeah guys like that really and then some of the gospel players too but um, not all of them oh well I could have guessed that number I could have guessed all of those drummers nothing interesting there guys show's over Um, with all like jokes aside this was lovely I feel like I could chat with you all the time you've got your own podcast do some plugs you've got your own podcast yeah, I just dropped my first podcast yesterday. Um, it's called Pocket and Chops, and it's with my good friend Stevie, who he and I used to both play for Kimbra at separate times. I don't know if you know of Kimbra. Pocket um, and Chops, sorry. Pocket I, and Chops. I blacked out. You could have said anything after that. All I was thinking of is Pocket and Chops, and I was just waiting pocket for a fucking waiting for the gap to put it in. Yeah, um, but episode one dropped yesterday on all the major platforms. It's just going to be a weekly thing, um, bro. It's pretty funny. We've got about six episodes banked, and one of them we actually broke down. We went through Tool's um, opiate album, like dissected it, and then we also went through our top Spice Girls songs. Nice. That was that. That was a fun episode, but and that's it, not going to be for wait, a little bit. Wait, you're banking episodes? Is that what people do? Well, we just got got ahead of the game. That's all. Just because, just life and shit. So, you know how I do um, my episodes? I go, oh shit, I haven't done an episode this month. Yeah, we will get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is that get, trying to get the. If I had a co-host, it would be easier. I don't have a co-host, so I'm relying on other people's equipment. I've actually, thanks to nice people at Elgato, over there, I've actually prepared a rig that I'm going to actually just send to people, and be like, yeah, "Here's all the things and all the instructions. Put all that in when we'll do an episode. And if you yeah. don't do that, send it and like have send it back. Anyway, yeah. Um, what else you plug in? You got anything? Um, no, I'm just, you know, uh, sessions and stuff. And then also, I just want to say thanks to my company. So, um, SE. I have to, bro. Yeah, like, you SE can thank them something. because that microphone's theirs. 
Yeah, well, all of the microfilms are theirs. Yeah, um, the fine. Nano Leaf lights—they looked after me. My Mocker Master—I already mentioned them. Wait, the guys who, that I work with have who, been really fucking who's awesome. Whose fucking podcast is this? Where's my Nano? I need—I got a gap there. I need one of those. <laughs> what else you got for me? What else you got that I haven't got? Go on, reel, <laughs> reel them all off. All birds. <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm a Jordan's guy, but carry on. Ah, uh, true. Um, yeah, well, they, they're the main ones that you can see, and then my drum companies in general: Winston Sticks, you know, Yamaha. Agop symbols, Remo heads. I've been with them for a while now and they're, they're rad. It's all fucking dog shit though, isn't it, really? Minel, Vic Firth, Tamar, Evans. Nah, I'm like, <laughs> they all, come on. It, like, we, but I'm using real. DW pedals at the moment. Ooh, I, what, 9,000s? The 9,000 XF, so the longer foot. Yeah, for that big old dick foot that you got. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to have 9,000s and I love them. I think what I was just about to say there when I slagged off your companies and you slagged off mine, Every company, for the most part, makes something that that everyone wants to use. Like they're all good. It all just comes down oh, man. to Everyone's personal great. preference, There's... and then also yes. like back scratching. Yeah, it's the it's the beauty of personal choice, man. The free market, you call it. Now we we started on communism, and now we're ending on capitalism. Uh, right, that's it. Bro, we've done. been on capitalism this whole time. <laughs> no, but I've disguised it as communism. Uh, right. <laughs> what we're going to do now, I'm going to say bye to you, but everyone that's in the Twitch chat, um, we're going to go... as well. We're going to go, don't fucking plug a coffee company. Dark <laughs> the only coffee company that gives me free coffee is Dark Arts Coffee, okay? So that's the one you should be getting, everyone. And my one um, is Black Vice bye. Coffee. Right. <laughs> I'm going. Everyone in the Twitch chat, stick with me because we're gonna go. We're gonna raid uh, Minnie Fairhurst, who is a uh, drummer, and she's really good. And she'll shit herself if five thousand people come and raid her. So please stick around to at least get the pop off from that. Stan, I love you. I'll see you later. You, um, I'll, we'll, we'll debrief. We will. Nice to talk, bro. Okay. Take it easy. You too. Take care, mate.